next guest is a very funny man who has been involved with Second City, also the motion pictures Animal House, Stripes, Caddyshack, and his latest project, National Lampoon's Vacation, which he directed and which opens July 29th. Please welcome Mr. Harold Ramos. Harold. Uh, I thought you were uh, very funny in uh, Stripes. You played uh, Bill Murray's funny yes. then, didn't you? Yeah, I did a very nice job of that. Thank you. Also, I saw this uh, motion picture, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, and I thought it was very funny. And uh, now, I saw it in a screening room by myself, and I laughed at actually one of the guys, and we laughed. But when you're putting a movie together, and there is nobody around to watch but you guys, and you've done it and done it and done it, how do you know that it's going to get laughs when people see it in the theater? Uh, you don't. Uh, we, we laugh on the set a lot. Chevy, I have a real weakness for Chevy, so as he would do the scenes, I, I, would, I would be howling. Mm -hmm. In fact, spoiling takes occasionally, laughing out loud behind the camera. And that's the last time I laughed. <laughs> Once we wrap the film, that's it. You go into an editing room, and you sit in a dark room with an editor for hundreds of hours, and yeah. uh, just dead, totally dead. So Until you, you... You've got the film there, and uh, do, before it is released to the theaters, do, do audiences see it at all? Yeah, we, we tried it uh, three different times on audiences that we dragged down to Warner Brothers and made them watch our rough cut without music, and uh, we pretty much could tell where we were strong and where we were weak. So. Now, does their reaction make a major difference or just a little touch-up stuff? Uh, it could be major. Yeah, we, uh, in our case, we, um, we had one ending shot, and it happens a lot in comedy. Uh, it's very hard to end because you never know where your biggest laugh is going to come. And occasionally, if your biggest laugh, uh, I've worked on films where the big laugh came like 40 minutes into the film, mm -hmm. which makes the, the last hour pretty slow. Yeah. So uh, we had, uh, our film was peaking a little early, so we wrote a new ending and shot it uh, with John Candy, as a matter of fact. Now, this film was, was based on uh, what was originally a short story uh, John Hughes wrote. Mm -hmm. And the original ending, which is the one you shot first, can you tell them what that was? Oh, uh, the, the film basically involves, uh, Chevy plays a father with two uh, young teenage children. He's promised them the vacation of their lives. Uh, they're headed cross-country in a car to uh, Disneyland. We couldn't call it Disneyland because uh, Disney Company likes to sue. Sure, they're protecting, yeah. <laughs> but they're protecting. They don't want people, you know, screwing around with Mickey and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the original ending, uh, Chevy, they, they get to the park. I don't want to give it away, but uh, they don't have the time they bargained for. So Chevy gets so incensed, he buys a movie star map and drives to this character. We called him Roy Wally for Walt Disney. Drives to his house uh, with a, a gun he's recently purchased. <laughs> crashes through the gates and uh, makes uh, Walt Disney sing and dance for him at gunpoint. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it was too soft. Sorry, folks, we're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. Clark, what are you doing? We watch his program. We buy his toys, we go to his movies. He owes us. Doesn't he owe us? Huh? He owes the Griswolds, right? Clark, you're scaring me. Don't be scared. I just think somebody owes us an explanation, that's all.
Welcome to Anything Anything. I'm Rich Russo, and this is your weekly two-hour ass-kicking, band-breaking, taste-making, genre-busting, free-form radio extravaganza broadcasting from Camp North Star, or is it Bushwood Country Club, or perhaps even Faber College, or maybe even Wally World, if it happens to be open. Very, very sad news in the world of entertainment this week as we lost the great Harold Ramis, writer, director, producer, actor, and so many great comedies that define the genre. His contributions are up there and may even exceed at times. Those are the Marx Brothers, Mel Brooks, Woody Allen. Yeah, I got to put like an asterisk next to Woody Allen now. You have to separate the art from the allegations. And I guess the closest we have to Harold Ramis in his prime right now is Judd Apatow, who's been redefining the comedy genre that Ramis perfected a generation earlier. Harold Ramis was special on so many levels. His list of movies that he either wrote and or directed and or produced and or acted in makes him pretty much the Beatles of comedy, hit after hit, game changer after game changer. And just think of all the quotes from his movies that are now part of our vernacular. It even rivals that of Casablanca or even Seinfeld, Animal House, Stripes, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Meatballs, Groundhog Day, Back to School, Vacation, Analyze This, and so on. We began the show with a clip from Harold on Letterman right before Vacation came out into the infamous Wally Moose from Wally World scene. And by the way, the voice of Wally Moose was Harold Ramis, where it's the scene is where Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold flips out, and then we go right into the theme song of that movie, which was Lindsay Buckingham's Holiday Road. I definitely want to spend a good chunk of the first portion of the show on Ramis and his influence via some clips and some music, and even adding to this guy's legend. The theme song from the movie Groundhog Day, which, by the way, that he had written, directed, produced, he actually had a role in it as well. The song that plays in the opening credits was actually co-written by Harold Ramis, and it's a very, very good song. I swear this man did everything. Great song sung by the great Delbert McClinton. So from Groundhog Day, let's kick this off. This is Weatherman on Anything Anything.
really very good. I'd like to try it just one more time and then we'll call it a day. I met her on a Monday and my heart stood still. Somebody told me that her name was Jill. Okay. I'm not saying that the army will be able to do for you what it did for me. All I'm saying is that you get out of it exactly what you put into it. Now, uh, sometimes uh, the army's your best shot. Now, there's a couple of questions that I have to ask you. They're a little personal. Uh, have you ever been uh, convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor? That's uh, robbery, rape, car theft, that sort of thing. Convicted? Yeah. No. Never convicted. That's good. Good. Are either of you uh, homosexuals? You mean like flaming or? Well, it's a, it's a standard question we have to ask. No, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. Yeah, would they send us someplace special? Guess that's uh, no on both. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Hey, left, hey, left, hey, left, right, left. Hey, left, hey, left, hey, left, right, left. Hey, left, hey, left, hey, left, right, left. Hey, left, hey, left. Singing, do I did it, did it, dum, did it, do. Holding my 
Well, the name of this show is Anything, Anything with Rich Russo. I'm Bill Murray, so I guess that proves the point. Children are going to the most glamorous of all summer camps, Camp Mohawk. There's a two-year waiting list, and every child has to be voted in. On top of all that, it costs $1,000 a week to go to Camp Mohawk. The question is, is it worth $1,000 a week? It sure is. It's the best darn camp there is. Well, are you connected with Camp Mohawk? Well, I think so. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Well, how do you justify $1,000 a week? Well, we have some special programs. Uh, we're doing Shakespeare in the Round again this year, of course. Uh, our political roundtable, Henry Kissinger, will appear. Yasser Arafat is going to come out, spend a weekend with the kids, just rap with them. That's amazing. And the kids wanted animals, so this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Are you sure the children can, uh, can hack that? We'll see. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? Hey, you have a good summer, too, huh? Are you ready for the to read a lot, too. Print is dead. Oh, that's very fascinating to me. I read a lot myself. Some people think I'm too intellectual, but I think it's a fabulous way to spend your spare time. I also play racquetball. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus.
afraid of no ghosts. procedure. Don't screw around. They're serious this time. Take it easy. I'm in pre-law, man. Thought you pre-med. What's the difference? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be brief. The issue here is not whether we broke a few rules or took a few liberties with our female party guests. We did. But you can't hold a whole fraternity responsible for the behavior of a few sick, perverted individuals. For if you do, then shouldn't we blame the whole fraternity system? And if the whole fraternity system is guilty, then isn't this an indictment of our educational institutions in general? Isn't this an indictment of our entire American society? You can do what you want to us, but we're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth 
the United States of America. Gentlemen. You're not walking out on this one, mister. You're finished. No more Delta. You bought it this time, Buster. I'm calling your national office. I'm going to revoke your charter. And if you wise guys try one more thing, one more, I'm going to kick you out of this college. No more fun of any kind. Toga, 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 toga.
Well, we set out to do a movie about uh, about the caddies and uh, what it was like to be a caddy on a suburban golf course. And uh, in the casting process, we hired such high-powered adult talent, uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Ted Knight and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, that it, inevitably they, it, it, all our creative attention went to making those characters work. First day was a disaster, though. When you're new, the, the crew treats you with kind of mock respect. It looks respectful, but the, and they call you sir a lot, like too much. You start thinking that there's something really contemptuous about it. Whenever I make a film, I think the hardest thing is coming to the set every day, facing the challenge of, of getting something good, and particularly in comedy, because comedy can't sort of work. It works or it doesn't. What do you got in here, rocks? Are you kidding? When I was your age, I would lug 50 pounds of ice up five, six flights of stairs. So what? So what? So let's dance.
So anything, anything, I'm Rich Russo, and that wraps up a very lengthy and well-deserved tribute to the late, great Harold Ramis. Let's recap what we uh, what we played so far for him. We began with him on Letterman talking about the movie Vacation into the theme song from the movie Vacation, Holiday Road, into a song that he had written, co-written for the movie Groundhog Day that he was heavily involved with, of course, Weatherman by Delbert McClinton, and then him singing the Do Run Run from the movie Stripes into the <laughs> Are You Homosexuals? No, But We're Willing to Learn segment from Stripes. Then him and Bill Murray singing Do Wah Diddy Diddy into Elmer Bernstein's theme from the movie Stripes. Then we went into the Camp North Star Kids doing Are You Ready for the Summer, the theme from the movie Meatballs, and, of course, that famous scene where um, Bill Murray's talking about Camp Mohawk and uh, Sexual Awareness Week, etc. And then Harold Ramis in the movie Ghostbusters, 30 years earlier, predicting the end of print where he talks about print being dead and he collects mold, spores, and fungus into the song Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. And then, of course, the Deltas on trial from Animal House into the theme song from Animal House by Stephen Bishop into Kenny Loggins' I'm All Right theme from Caddyshack and then Harold Ramis talking about the production and directing that movie into Rodney Dangerfield on the golf course playing journeys any way you want it and that is a very very lengthy tribute to the great Harold Ramis and speaking of any way you want it six point beer gives it to you any way you want whether you want the crisp Bengali tiger sweet action righteous ale resin global warmer brownstone there is a beer that they brew for any taste you want six point has it for you go to sixpoint.com download the beer finder app and you can figure out what kind of beer you want to drink it'll even tell you where it's available so one place may have sweet action a nice next place might have global warmer it's easy as that go to sixpoint.com for all that information you can download that app for your ios phone or android phone follow six point on twitter at six point proud sponsor of this radio program of course lots of great different beers and since we just played journeys any way you want it neil schoen's birthday was last week the guitar player from journey he actually had a solo record that's quite fantastic well one song is quite fantastic on it and after this quick break we will play that stick around anything anything <laughs> 